Hello, everybody. Um, this is going to be another wonderful episode of the Collective Podcast. Um, today, we're going to have my friend Webb Bland on. Uh, I've known him for quite a while. I met him when I was working at Prologue, actually, randomly from my uh, desk mate, Alistair, um, introduced me to him. He was an old college buddy um, from SCAD University. And um, We've had some freaking awesome times together, actually. We've flown around in a little helicopter chasing cars. That was crazy. <laughs> but Webb <laughs> Web does some really serious uh, auto car photography. He's a huge fan of automotive. Um, he's one of Dodge's um, like leading photographers. Are you like the main dude now? Um, yeah, I'm one of two or three now. It's, it's all of Chrysler Group, so Chrysler, Dodge, Fiat, SRT, and... Uh... Yeah, that's this four. That's awesome. We haven't spoken for a while. Um, I've been really busy, and I know you have as well. Um, and I think before then, you were kind of dealing with like on the fence of if you were going to be that dude. So c- congratulations. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> thank you. Yeah, it's pretty impressive. You know, I think um, I think a lot of people are going to resonate with kind of your story, how it all came about. I think one thing that everybody can probably learn from how you've gone about your career and stuff is really just follow your passion and follow it with like extreme like I don't know love and like focus on I don't know how to describe it you just you're able to be smart about being successful with it you know like you literally you take pictures of cars for a living that's yeah, it, it's fucking it cool really is as, <laughs> as that. it's, yeah. but it's I mean it's way more complicated you know like dealing with you know you do all the posts as well right or almost sure, yeah. all of it yeah so, which is a ton of work with it when you're dealing with cars it's not like uh, a portraiture of humans and stuff um, I notice there's all kinds of different stuff with photography obviously it's just as abstract as painting it's just different medium but it's a way of seeing things but with cars you have all these reflections and all this shit when you start putting in different backgrounds and stuff, like you have all these weird inconsistencies, um, and like you know, like a human skin, it, it diffuses light kind of, and it just absorbs everything. It's non-reflective, so it's much more, um, I guess, uh, cooperative. But yeah, automotive uh, uh, photography is uh, it's a bitch, <laughs> but it's also really killer when you pull it off, which you have been doing for quite some time. So, without further ado, it's a very long, weird introduction. Um, I want to introduce you, motherfuckers, to my buddy Webb Land. So, what's up? <laughs> Not too much. <laughs> yeah. Thanks for having me. Yeah, man. It's been a, I've been trying to do this for a while with you. I know you've been busy and maybe you're hesitant or something, shy. Maybe maybe because you know, I sort of kind of hate you. It's all. Yeah, I think it's that. And all my <laughs> dick jokes or something. I'm like, God, does he really not like the dick jokes, God? But you're you're just as crude as me, douche. Absolutely. So. <laughs> no, but no, it's no, but it's really it's it's awesome. And thank you for coming on because I know you're busy. I know you're probably in the middle of something random and crazy. So, but um, yeah, man, I don't know. Like we can go and talk about all kinds of stuff. I what I really want to make sure we touch on is that um, kind of how you've got to where you are. Um, I think a lot of people, myself included, especially at the beginning. Um, well, I, I think I've always known what I wanted to do, but. I think for a lot of people are just people in general are curious as to when they see somebody like yourself um, who's obviously found their niche and, and and you can tell that you enjoy it um, how did you get how did you go about finding this uh, I don't know this passion or um, how did you make this kind of work or happen for yourself 
Well, um, <clears throat> so I went to SCAD, Savannah College of Art and Design, and uh, at the time they didn't have photography, or sorry, digital photography as a uh, as a major, mm. which makes me sound really old. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> it was like you're not that old though, right? Yeah, it just it was why well, declared in like oh four, I guess. Mm. Um, so I I did uh, graph design as my major, um, and. Uh, so yeah, I, I wasn't even focusing in, in photography. And about three years into graphic design, I realized that it's it was way less about, I guess, creating. It was, it, I mean, it, it kind of is. It's it's kind of you know creating from scratch. But but when you, once you incorporate clients that don't really know what you want, what sorry, what they want, and it's just weeks of of constant iteration, of the same thing, just like with slight variations, <laughs> something more. Um, I guess that just sort of woke me up. I, it was it was it sort of drained my creative senses. Sure. Um, and photography is you know once you get into the retouching, the composition, and so on, it's it's a lot more invigorating. Um, so about three years into my four year program, I realized I freaking hated graph design. Um, <laughs> so uh, on the side, <clears throat> I, I've always been you know a car guy. Um, I decided to start shooting some buddies' cars. You know, just friends I had like. Audis and you know, Subarus and Volkswagens and stuff like that. Yeah, like uh, you, you, some of the old photos I remember was like an old, was it like a um, Subaru? It was like not the WRX, it was before the WRX, wasn't it? I think it was. Well, I can't remember. My, uh, well, yeah, the STI. I, I started off shooting a bunch of STIs. Yeah, college. okay. Um, put them in like construction zones in front of like big old like you know, rock crawlers and stuff like that. Um but yeah, yeah. So I, I started shooting that, and uh, and a buddy of mine was <clears throat> super into cars at the time, and uh, and sort of introduced me to the concept of doing this for a living. He he sort of brought the concept of getting paid to do this wacky, you know, sort of hobby. And uh, once I sort of digging into it and sort of realized that like what um, you know commercial photographers were making like for a living as real people outside of college. I was like, hold up, there's an actual like career to be made. If I dedicate my, my you know <laughs> life to this, I'm pretty sure, you know, I could maybe pull it off. Um and just being able to not sit in a cubicle and like go out and, you know, be around cars, which I love. And you know, I'm I'm not <clears throat> I'm not uh, mechanically inclined. I'm not you know, I don't know really anything about the engine or how things work. I'm very it's it's almost a bit shallow, but I'm very it's it's just about the aesthetic of a car. It's just about how it looks. That's what I love beyond anything else. Um, I don't care how it drives. I you know I don't care about driving them for the most part, but just staring at them and, and you know finding the best angle you know with the you know the, the best environment, whether it's a juxtaposition or you know it really goes with it. Um, I don't know. It's this is a very convoluted response no but, but i think that's good though i think that's uh, yeah i mean yeah i mean my, my passion for for cars really it's it's very um it's very much on the surface it's very much about how the car looks um and that's what's always been I, I i you know i've been doing this for a while now and i still don't have any further inclination to learn more about anything other than just how it looks so to to be able to be around these amazing cars and travel and you know go to different places and, and find locations that work with a certain car's, you know, appearance. I don't know. It's just, the way I've always put it is, 
if I won the lottery tomorrow, I would still continue doing what I'm doing just for free. Like I have the absolute dream job. So yeah, um, that's what I mean. Though you really do enjoy it, it seems. Yeah, it's it's such a passion. I mean, there are times where it becomes just a job, like anything else. But of course, but um, you know, the the next day rolls around and I get to see what I'm shooting, and you know, having a smirk on your face all day, like I can't believe I'm doing this for a living. You know, it's it's so much fun. So. Um, yeah, it's, uh, I don't even know what answer I'm responding to. It doesn't matter. I think you've hit it. I think, I think you've nailed it. I think you said a lot of things that I think are vital and important to carry upon. I think that, like you said, like, even if you won the lottery, you would still be doing what you're, what you love. And I think that's really key. I think that's really essential. Um, and I think especially as a creative person or a person that puts themselves out there, which is kind of what we do. You put yourself out there kind of emotionally, I guess, you know, it's, 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 you know, as simple as it is, it's fucking cars, you know, it's manufactured metal that moves around and it's amazing, but it's also has a poetry to it. And I think what was cool that you said is that, which is kind of weird for me too, because I'm such a car guy. Like I must get in a car and like push it super hard and feel it. Cause that's, that's the point of it for me. Sure. But at the same time, I'm obsessed with the, the aesthetics of these things, you know, like I, I just love them. I could just look at them. A beautiful, I could look at a beautiful car in person, like for hours and I wouldn't yeah. even get bored of it. It's weird. It's like a weird no, thing. Absolutely. You know, it's just, something amazing and you've shot some of the most uh, impressive vehicles of our time too which is really impressive we'll get into that more as well but i think what's really what you're you're, you're talking about is you're nailing um all these you know these important things i think that it shows in your work you know i think which is key you know yeah. and um and i think that's important for auto manufacturers to have somebody like yourself that isn't so like okay like this is part of this so this has to be shot and shown you know and you come from more of like an artistic, like emotional side, I suppose, you know, so it's more simplified, I guess. Yeah, it's your, your intentions. I, I feel, I feel kind of like a D-bag saying this every time I say it, but it's, it's true. I, I consider myself an artist first and a photographer second, mm. um, which again sounds so pretentious, but. Well, I but don't know. I don't uh, think so. As long as like what your, your intentions are, I don't think it's, I don't think it's douchebaggy. <laughs> yeah, I think. Well, thank you, sir. <laughs> well, yeah, that's, that's sort of, um, uh, that, that's sort of how I kind of landed the, uh, the job that the position I have within uh, Chrysler Group, or I guess Fiat Chrysler Automobiles, now they're the one now. Um, but, uh, yeah, they, they, uh, it was, it was post bankruptcy and they were looking for a new, um, sort of identity um they needed to rebrand themselves as a, a new company yeah. um and that's when they they brought me in they i was pretty unknown i had you know some following on various uh, forums and you know websites but for the most part it was pretty unknown how did um, that all happen how did like what who like you okay, don't tell so, yeah, the specifics it's, it's a, of the person super, obviously it's a super sort of jumpy weird story but um it, it honestly, because it, you know, once you have this really killer job, you're like, how did I come here? And you start thinking back, like, what events led to what events? What you know, knowing who led to what? And it honestly, it boiled down to one night on a whim going to see In Bruges, um, and I was driving <laughs> with my honestly, I was driving. Perfect. <laughs> that's, that's every that's, story that's amazing starts with that line. <laughs> it, I went to go see In Bruges with my little brother and his friends, and driving back. I was driving back the normal route, and like this is such a boring route. I'm gonna go a different way. So on a whim, I did that, Good. and on that route, I saw a. Um, this is back in '08, and I saw an Audi R8 
parked on the road, which was crazy because it it, uh, it it didn't come out for another like month or so at that point. Yeah. So I I, um, I pulled over, gave the keys to my little brother. I'm like, just go home, be safe. And uh, I made my way into this little bar uh, where the car was parked in front of like a total creeper. And I was like, hey, so random guy here. I just want to find out who owns that car. It was such a sketchy move, but um, I ended up talking to this lady who was the uh, she was the automotive editor at the uh, the Times Picayune, which is the New Orleans newspaper, and uh, I really just put myself out there. I'm like, look, I you know I'm an aspiring automotive photographer. Um, if I could shoot the car for free for you guys, um, not to step on any toes, but I'd love to have that opportunity if you would let me. And so she was like, yeah, I can see your dedication. Let's do this. Awesome. Um, so she uh, she um, like like two days later, we shot this in a uh, graveyard here in New Orleans where. All our, you know, since we're like 12 feet below sea level, all our graves are around, so it's super creepy. It's I think it's just, 100 feet below sea level. I think that's that <laughs> number in, indeed, yeah. Um, Which is where you're located if, if people aren't aware. Yeah, Yeah, I'm in New Orleans, yeah. NOLA, baby. Car mecca of the world. Also what? the new Hollywood <clears throat> photo shooting tax break uh, place of the world because of Katrina and all that shit. Yeah. But, <clears throat> sorry, yeah. you're, you're else. Hollywood South now. Hollywood South, <clears throat> yeah. Yeah, um, that's yeah, fucking cool that you went out and reached out. Though I think that's also something to really um, pay attention to is your like assertiveness to try and find like um, I guess find your path, you know, or like use that as a as a as a way to to get an entry point, you know, to something. It's just awesome. But yeah. sorry. so you uh, sorry you were saying. Yeah, so I, I uh, she allowed me to uh, to photograph this car a couple of days later, and uh, images came out. You know, there were, it was in my HDR phase so that they were all in you know in hindsight goddamn terrible but they were cool it was a cool exotic car and it was a you know, cool new technique um but uh yeah so she's like you know let's just work with each other <clears throat> excuse me so for the next year or so every cool car they got in to review um she'd call me up and we do a shoot for the the newspaper um so like a Infinity G37 convertible or, uh, you know, Porsche 911 career, just entry level stuff. Um, <laughs> yeah. That, uh, I mean, you know, in simple the grand cars, of, simple cars. Yeah. Well, I mean, I guess, yeah, when you're, when you're talking about the cars that you're, you know, shooting eventually. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, yeah. So I, I shot just pro bono completely just for my portfolio to get my name out there, a tiny little byline, you know, it's, um, just a get my work coming sure um, how, how long and how many cars did you shoot to do that like, um i shot i think like five or seven cars for them over the course of the year um, it was by no means a uh, consistent job but it, it sort of got my name out there for sure it's, it's good and to then, bleed uh, for it a little bit though you know i think that's essential i think a lot of times um when you're starting out some people are at least think that you know like they have they have to get paid and all that stuff and I understand that and we should but at the same same time sometimes it doesn't hurt to throw yourself out there um, you know so sorry you were saying though especially I mean especially if the the subjects you're shooting or you know the project you're working on whatever it may be if it's you know going to allow it to, to you know to be a stepping stone to something greater it's um, you know if, if that's in the works it's by all means take that leap it's I mean I've done several pretty critical projects in my career like leading up to where I am now totally for free um just you know with the the sort of the, the concept being that I could have this amazing really cool rare car in my portfolio <clears throat> 
And sure enough, people see those photos and reach out to me and hire me for more. So, you know, I take a hit once and then get, you know, six or seven more things that I wouldn't have gotten otherwise because they wouldn't have seen those photos. Totally. So it's it's a strange little... It's almost way. like clients can only buy what they can see, obviously, too. And that's just as simple as us as consumers. Like, you know, that's one thing that I've learned. Somehow, I, I don't know why it took me a long time to learn that. But uh, so it's like if, if you want to be a car photographer why would you be shooting weddings? You know what I mean? Sure. And yeah. if you start shooting weddings, you're just going to get wedding jobs. Exactly. But, but you're like, I want to shoot cars. So you're focusing on just shooting cars. And that's, I think that's where the value of where you're going. Um, and it leads you, I suppose, you know, which is key. Yeah. I mean, it, it, on the flip side of things, all my eggs are in one basket. So that's true. Yeah, things have been working out. All right. <laughs> well, there's a ton of auto, manuf- uh, auto manufacturers and stuff. So there's a ton of like, I don't know, possibilities and things for you to do. So yeah, for sure, for um, sure. And especially, but that's true. That's another really sketchy thing, though, is when you put all your eggs in one basket, it leads you to, you know, you have to deal with some odd, uh, I guess, probably like gaps in, in time and, and income, I guess. But I'm just guessing. I imagine you're probably yeah. super no, it's, busy it's now. True. Um, so I, you know, I freelance. So I do like, um, uh, I'd say like four to five like halo jobs a year, which, you know, keep the, the, the big money coming in, keep me comfortable. And then in between, I fill it in with probably five or six smaller ones. And I also shoot, forgot to mention, shoot for um, Top Gear UK. I shoot for the, uh, the original um, UK version of Top Gear magazine. That's the only know. one there is anyways. Well, they have, they have like 37 different uh, like branches. They have like Top Gear Sweden, Top Gear Australia, things like that. But I shoot for the original, the UK edition. The um, real which, one. Which is, yeah, the, the original son. Yeah. Um, well, as far as shows are concerned, there's a couple other ones, I think. Or there's their American version. And, and I'm not trying to be a dick, but it's horrible compared to <laughs> the UK version. And it's, I'm not, like I say, I'm not trying to be a dick, but you have the UK version. If you've never watched Top Gear, it's fucking awesome if you're a car person it's so killer but what makes that show so amazing is is the characters of james may and jeremy clarkson and um richard Richard hammond Hammond and just their dynamics between one another it's just the it's just so funny and the things that they do and and it's so it's just like an adventure it's it's more than cars but it is all about cars and it's just it's really brilliant entertainment honestly it's just no it truly i mean i was in england two years ago and um and you know when people ask what I was, you know, what I do, I say I shoot for Top Gear, and the reactions I get in England versus the reactions I get here, oh, yeah. people are like it's religion I, there. <laughs> is it like a cartoon? What is Top Gear? Whereas in England, they're like, "Shut up! Are you kidding me? Seriously?" They call their friends over. This guy works for Top Gear. What? <laughs> Shut! It's um, it's like, it's like a a religion over there. Yeah, there's Top much. Gear. Even if you're not a car person, it's just a fun show. So yeah, um, I think they do a brilliant job of, oh, of really capturing yeah. what what it is that car um, ownership and enjoyment is and fulfillment and they're blunt and honest and it's so cool and that's i remember talking to you i think um we were speaking when um you had gotten the first like opening for that i think or the first chance to do that and you're just super giddy about it you know because as car people or just fans of cars in general we realize the um, impact that has on your career and just how cool it is to be attached to something that has the heritage and all that stuff you know yeah. Oh, I mean, it's tremendous. When <clears throat> I got the um, the email, actually, the email uh, from the editor of Top Gear um, back in, I guess, 2010, maybe, 
Um, and he had seen some of my photography online, wanted to feature one of the photos and an upcoming issue. But the photo shoot that he'd seen <clears throat> was one of those photo shoots I'd done for free. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, you know, like 10 months later, it, it wound up online and, and people started seeing it. And I got hired by freaking Top Gear because of a free photo shoot. So you really can never guess what's going to come of, of free work. And it's, you shouldn't be turning down jobs if it's, you know, I mean, if it's a huge project and it's free, then, you know, maybe not so much. But those smaller ones, it's, it can really uh, put you out there in a big way. Well, I think it's also the cars that you're choosing. So if, like, if you have a friend that has, like, an Ariel Atom or something, you're like, okay, I'm going to shoot your car. We're going to go out here and we're going to do it amazing. You just bring the car and, and take me for a rad ride and and uh, and I'll do it for free. And then the, 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 the class of what that car is, the draw that brings and how you would capture it would open up the imagination of all the clients and everybody around the world, you know? So it's yeah. kind of like it lends itself to being successful if you do it right, you know, which just seems Absolutely. like what you're doing, you know, which is just, it's smart. I, I think that there's, there's a really big business aspect of how you're doing it as well that really works. And I think that um, everybody in general, um, designers, artists, illustrators, um, this is like all this stuff to me personally is all really much, pretty much the same thing. It's different technicalities of how you get the final, but the same time, it's all the same shit. You're trying to push emotion, you know, like you're trying to convey ideas. Um, whether you're pushing a pixel or drawing something or taking photos or moving lights around a, a metal object called a car, it's all the same kind of thing, you know? So that's the way I look at it. But I think that the way that you're able to um, make a living out of it is really smart, you know? I think that um, I've seen successful people and I've seen people that didn't do the right moves and weren't successful. And, and I definitely think that you're one of the dudes that figured out how to find the niche for yourself to make a living out of it which is really smart man so yeah yeah. thank you yeah fucking killer dude i mean it's just it makes me happy because when i see successful people just makes me happy because i just like okay it reminds me that there it is possible you know what i'm saying for sure and um sorry i just wanted to kind of dig into that as well i think we were talking about when you're doing like free jobs and stuff and what that leads to um we were just talking about it again too so i guess you can kind of talk a little bit about that or the top well, let, me, thing. let me jump back to uh to how i landed this this dodge position ah, that's right um, yeah yeah so i saw that audi shot for the, for the newspaper and then uh like a year or so later <clears throat> the editor was like listen one of my uh close childhood friends um is a pr guy at chrysler i think you should send him some of your work so i reached out to him and uh and he was like yeah your work's pretty good can you shoot a chrysler product you know whether it's a jeep or a dodge or whatever maybe just shoot one of our vehicles so we can get an idea of what you can do. So I, you know, that was like my audition. I was like, all right, I've got to kill this shoot. Yeah. Um, so I, I borrowed a, uh, a, uh, a Jeep Wrangler Sahara from a friend of my little brother's and, uh, and just took this thing out to a, um, a lakefront. Um, mm, I remember that. Shore, sort of about an hour away from New Orleans um, on Lake Pontchartrain and shot this thing at like January with the waves crash and there was ice everywhere. It was a pretty cool set. Um, edited, sent it off. Didn't hear anything for like eight, nine months. Completely forgot about it. And, uh, and I was at the beach with my family, getting my bathing suit on, ready to go down to the beach. And I get a phone call, and it's that guy. It's, it's you know, my, my buddy from, uh, sorry, not at that point, it wasn't my buddy. It was my, uh, my client uh, from Chrysler. He's like, hey, I um, just want to see if you still have any interest in working for us. 
And I'm like, wait, what's going on now? Yeah, I mean, yes. <laughs> why, what? Uh, and he's like, all right, well, stay in the line. Um, you'll get a call in about five minutes from the president of Dodge. He's going to offer you a job. And I'm sitting there in my bathing suit, like, wait, <laughs> wait, what? What just happened? <laughs> um, five minutes later, the president um, at the time was uh, Ralph Gilles. Uh He's now the president of SRT, and he's designed the the new Viper and designed the original Chrysler 300. He's a awesome, awesome guy. Um, he uh, he called me up and uh, with a you know, group of people on the phone and and just gave me the uh, the job to shoot the. Uh, the 2011 Dodge Durango Citadel, which was the Durango reboot. Um, and I, I took it and pretty much been shooting every new car unveil for Dodge, um, Chrysler, um, most of the SRTs, and most of the Fiats since Fiat came back. And um, thankfully, I've been, you know, with each new brand, it's a whole new group of people to impress. So, um, Every time I shoot for a new brand, or if there's rollover within the, the ranks, you know, to impress a new CEO or president or whatever it may be, uh, and thankfully, you know, year by year, I've been I've been getting by. So um, I'm working on a job right now. I can't say what, but I'm you know about to launch into a new shoot for one of the brands, and uh, and uh, it'll be another another big one. So hoping to pull this one off again. But uh, yeah, it's uh, I've it was in a weird position where. Dodge and, and Chrysler, everybody was trying to rebrand themselves, and and um, my my sort of key go to the lady who hired me, Miss um, Kristen Starnes in Chrysler PR, she uh, she said that she was looking for a a an artist first and a photographer second, and that's how she labeled me, and that's how she managed to persuade all the guys that you know would need to approve me, and uh, they just started giving me a shot, and it worked out. That's awesome. Um, so it was really just the right place, the right time, and going to see in Bruges with your big little brother. <laughs> well, I, <laughs> I think like the the key here from all the stuff that I've heard about your story, I've heard some bits. Uh, I haven't heard the whole thing, but it's really good to hear it all in one sitting. Um, kind of is is I think the key here from what I can gather with your success is that um, you're keeping positive. You know, like. You wouldn't you like it's funny because you kind of passed over it like nonchalant like okay this guy is like hey shoot me some photos like what what are you made of you know and then you go and shoot the jeep and I remember those photos I remember liking them too they're not on your side anymore which is unfortunate but it seems like you pulled a lot of stuff off I have, well yeah I did a whole rebrand recently um, I think I have one or two up there still yeah. but it's I, my 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 own sort of um, uh, you know. What's the word? Cream of the How crop. I rate myself keeps increasing, and, and I see old work of mine and just cringe. So it yeah, sadly some stuff goes off, but it's all on my Facebook fan page, so it's it's all archived there. Okay, well that's good though that you have that that yeah. mentality. But I think what I was going to say is I think the key thing here is that um, you're relatively staying really positive about. It. I think like if you were to do that and go out and I think um, the procrastinate, not the procrastinator, the the person that um, might be more of a negative person or something would be like, oh, "Fuck! I went out and took this photo, and and it didn't respond to me, uh, and then <laughs> let it ruin you." And that's just that's some loser shit attitude, you know. Um, and I think it's. I mean, I'm sure you're probably like, "Fuck!" You know, that sucks. But then you're like, "Well, I'll just keep moving, moving along," you know. Yeah, pretty much. And I think that's the key. Work out, you know, well. Yeah, exactly. And I think that's really the key um, with all this stuff and 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 in life in general, being successful, um, just as a person, I think is is just um, moving along, being flexible, and um, 
trying to, to infuse everything that you love within your everyday like habit, you know? So no, that's good, man. It's essential. I think that, um, there's a lot to learn from what you're talking about. I think, you know, just in general, like how you're advancing and what, with what you're doing, you know? So, but that's killer. And it must've been really, uh, so you're developing like good relations with some of these pretty powerful dudes that like Dodge and all that stuff and SRT and all that stuff. That's, that must be really cool, you know? Yeah, it is. It is a bit killer because I I still consider myself just you know I'm just the one dude. I'm just you know a nerdy little car photographer. I take pictures of pretty cars for a living. Like it's it's and then just oh yeah, I'm also like associated with these huge brands. It's it's strange, you know. I just live with my little puppy dog. I'm just one dude, but it's yeah, it's it's crazy sometimes. I forget about how big these things are. Yeah, that's good though. I think it's good to be reminded of the fact that, you know, what it is that you're doing, you know, like when I'm working on stuff, I realize when I, when I get all worked up, I'm like, dude, I'm not saving fucking lives here, you know, like, (laughs) (laughs) just chill out a little bit, you know, And, and that's my problem because I get so emotionally like pumped up about my work because I have to throw myself into it that I try to, like my mind tries to like project images of like, um, like importance i guess and that way like i get emotionally engaged and then sometimes i don't know how to turn it off and i just go like fucking full-on crazy mode (laughs) oh yeah and that's that's one of my problems i have i'm sure you have those moments as well um like with post work and all that kind of stuff because it can be a bit crazy have you had any nightmare clients where you're you're just like fuck my life you don't have to tell any details obviously but (laughs) i'm sure with the automotive stuff has it always been like home runs or you have little changes or when you do have to do changes do you care uh yeah i mean it's it's in what what capacity what are you talking about they're like we want the color red and we want chicks and blah 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 (laughs) and hot rods and guys doing wheelies in the background i don't know like significant changes you know like that's one thing i really um you know like uh with the motion stuff you can get away with certain things i think but when it comes to still image it's like anal beyond anal because people can look at it and critique it. it can be like can you like move that grain of sand like four pixels over <laughs> it's like go oh, fuck yourself man like yeah I, I mean yeah it's it's all like that um i mean with with some of the cars that i shoot because they're all pre-production they're all i shoot like a month or two in advance of when the cars are actually unveiled to the world um so a lot of the times well not a lot some of the times there's uh the cars aren't product correct so they don't have the correct trim or you know they have molded plastic instead of chrome or they have you know the antennas aren't the correct you know, final piece. Um, so, and there's always a mad rush. It's it's a huge operation. I sometimes forget how how many people are involved in getting this stuff together for me for the photo shoot. Um, but it's it's a huge movement. And so sometimes things aren't ready. They, they they ship pieces down while the shoot's going on, so we can swap out taillights or whatever it may be. Um, but um, sometimes the car is like seventy percent final. And so in Photoshop, I'll have to go in and like. Like some of the most extensive things I've done just for one job is is lower the suspension, um, widen the the stance of the car, add different antennas, add different um, finishes to the side view mirrors, change the shape of the rear view mirror, um, erase uh, a tailgate, um, add in different chrome pieces to the the. It's just like the headlights and the tail lamps, and change the color of the grill. Things that you know, if if we all had more time within the factory they could have you know pulled it off no problem but because things are such a mad rush i can technically fix and post when you know the, the the post times are dwindling and it gets a bit insane so um 
Yeah, I mean, I've had jobs like that for sure, and it's it's always a nightmare working them. But once you pull it off, and you know, you have that that final last, you know, glorious twelve hour sleep again, and you wake up, you're like, oh my god, I actually did that somehow. So yeah, it's it's kind of it's kind of enjoyable to in some weird sadistic kind of way to to have all these challenges and you know things that you weren't anticipating. When um, the client comes back and like, oh by the way, these things need to be changed. Um, it's it's fun to uh, to to tackle those those challenges um, and sort of develop new techniques on the fly and figure out you know how can we do this differently than we haven't done before and how can I improve on what I did last time and um, yeah I mean it's it's a challenge for sure and you know if people saw the before or after of what I'm shooting for any client whether it's you know just a a, a personal private commission or a full blown you know um, brochure for a car it's uh, People see the final image, they don't think much. I mean, maybe our audience you're, we're talking to now, the creative folk, they'll see, you know, they'll understand what goes into it. But for the, the sort of general population, they don't understand how many hours are invested, whether it's shooting, lighting, you know, post-production, whatever it may be. But it's, it's fun to... Uh, That's the key, though. I think yeah. they shouldn't see it. I think they yeah. should just feel it. They should just oh, I mean, feel oh. like they're like they're excited or they're engaged in some emotional way. And that's really when you've pulled it off. Absolutely. I mean, that's what I'm getting at. Yeah, that's the whole point. But <clears throat> it's fun to to uh, sort of see all the, uh, the behind the scenes, be the the, the creator, and all of this, and um, and you know, hand off the final product. And then, like, once you do, or at least for me anyway, once I do, my brain just shuts down. And I completely forget I even did it. And then, like, two <laughs> months later, when the car comes out and I see the brochure, I'm like, Oh yeah, that happened for six weeks of my life. That's cool. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think that's. Um, you probably what are you? Would you consider yourself to have uh, OCD in a sense, or? Oh, completely. Yeah. yeah, I mean, not I'm not like you know clinically or anything, but yeah, I'm I'm pretty pretty nuts when it comes to all that. <laughs> yeah, the details and stuff, and being okay yeah. with like fucking with a Photoshop file, the same file for you know a week. Oh you know, no, my so. goodness, yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I typically work at about 400% zoomed in, and. Um, and just I'll, I'll you know I'll sit there till it's pixel perfect, and it makes sense when you're viewing it on like a 120 foot screen on stage when the car's being unveiled. When it's in print, no one really cares about the small details. But I um just the way I am, just the way I've always been, I can't you know whether it's <clears throat> the final product, I can't put out a messy file, and the Photoshop file itself, I can't put out or I can't like work on a file that that's not color coded and you know has folder trees and so on. So it's um. I'm pretty anal about that kind of stuff for sure, but yeah, I'm not. it works within my <laughs> it works within my, uh, my own sort of uh, workflow, and and I feel better once I've wrapped a job and everything is you know crystal clear and, and perfectly uh, perfectly retouched. Awesome, yeah, it's cool. I I think there's a personality type for all that stuff. I I definitely like to get quick results, and I don't like to sit there and noodle too much. So I think we're on the opposite spectrum, which is yeah. there's strengths and weaknesses with that. Another thing I was going to ask you is I noticed that a lot of car photographers or just photographers photographers in general that are doing stuff for produ- productions or um, I guess automotive or products, whatever, um, they work with like a team. So they'll be like, okay, I'm the main photographer. We go out there. I tell you where to move the lights. We do that. I take the I, I push the button and then we leave and then I give you the files, you finish it to my notes, you know, but it seems like you um, enjoy both parts of it, I guess. Do you still yeah. do that? Do you still enjoy both parts? I do. Yeah. I almost enjoy retouching more than photography sometimes just because mm. that's where the magic happens. That's, I mean, I, I'm, 
and I'll touch on this more later, but I'm most inspired for years now by <clears throat> video games and like big silly blockbuster movies. Like that's where, because that's where it's just so over the top, you can't help but be inspired, even if it's like the goofiest, dumbest thing you've ever seen. So much work goes into making it look cool. Yeah, that's what gets me going with, um, with you know, retouching. That's sort of my recent series of the Lamborghini Gallardo with the, the sparks coming down from the, yeah. the warehouse. That was hugely inspired by theatrical movie posters and uh, several of the new, um, you know, first-person shooter video games. Um, so stuff like that's always been like you know, my introduction of smoke was. Uh, when you know having smoke in the background of cars and making like a really moody shot, that was, um, that was, and that and flares were both. Um, they say sort of came to me a couple years ago with uh, uh, playing Red Dead Redemption on uh, Xbox 360. Um, so just sort of dropping myself in these these worlds, I start getting super pumped and created. Um, so yeah, I. That's funny. Completely, yeah. my brain just shut down. What am no, I? No. Talking? <laughs> no, no, but you're talking about where you get your inspiration for posts and stuff, and and you get it from films and stuff, which is good because I think there's um it's important to 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 not like you're not going I get my inspiration from this other car photographer. It's yeah. like I mean of course you, you I'm I'm sure you watch and look and you're observing and you're like that's badass and there's a lot of amazing talent out there, but I think what you're going is like I I like to play video games and I get you know I'm playing that game and then there's this like interesting like element in there that's making me feel emotionally connected so let me put that in my work and i think that's key you know i think um yeah when you're talking about atmospherics or um cinematics and stuff like that i mean it, there's so many films to pull muse from um I, I pull a ton of muse just creatively and visually from like ridley scott's like alien and stuff because talk about mood and lighting is is just like the dop on that and then the sets and everything is just out of control but the but pulling that into like design and stuff or like for your sake like okay i want to tell like a narrative kind of story so i have this crazy car and how can i kind of tell a story or add in some interesting bits that makes it feel um otherworldly or dreamlike or um over the top and ridiculous to the the point where it's like you're just kind of capturing on what is fun and pleasurable about the idea of what this car is, you know, because really a lot of these cars you're just they're just trying to sell an emotion. They're trying to they're trying to um, trigger a chemical reaction in your brain that makes you fucking super pumped up. Yeah. And, and an amazing fast car will do that to you. One of my best friends, James, uh, he he's uh, 26 years old right now, and he just bought a GT3, brought it over last night, surprised me, and I just lost my shit. But it was so <laughs> fucking amazing because uh, I've known him for a long time, and he's a self-made person. He's he's done all this stuff on, him, on his own, and it's just been so, like... It was, it was really amazing to, to he was he was mashing it and it was just like god this car is just so amazing and um it breaks it. perfectly it's the power is exactly what it needs to be it's instant it handles just exactly as it should and um it would just uh if i were to take a photo or try to capture that emotion uh you'd almost have to go outside of the normal of just what it looks like you know yeah so, so, is, did you get a 991 <laughs> He got a 977. Nice. Yeah. Um, fucking amazing. Yeah. It was just, it was, I, I've, I've owned a lot of cars. I've, I've had, I've built a lot of fun cars. I've had really fast Evos and Subarus and WRXs and all that kind of stuff. And, um, and I've ridden in some really crazy fast cars and stuff, but, um, 
maybe it's because I haven't ridden one for a while, but that Porsche is just, it's absolutely perfect from what it is. You know, it's just out of the box. It's just, it's like, get in, let's go fucking tear it up, you know? Um, yeah. and it's just, that's a GT3 for you. <laughs> yeah. It's a perfect car. I didn't really, really realize how amazing a car could be until I got in there and I was a sitting passenger, you know, it was just, it was really awesome. It was really, um, yeah, it's cool. Someday I would like to build or own something at that level. But what I'm getting at here is that <clears throat> I think there's a tie in with all these things. I don't know if you, I'm sure you're aware of it because you're, you know, it's your life, but the lady said she's looking for an artist, not a photographer, artist first, photographer second. And then you're like, well, I like video games and bringing all these cinematics into there. And then I'm talking about as a car person, as a person that loves to drive them and push them, like you can't, you can, you can, like a basic photo of a car can only go so far. And, and sometimes I love just the basic car photos because it just lets you see it. But sometimes you want to narrate the feeling, the sensation, the attitude of a car yeah. without going too far. You know, and um, yeah, I think that's probably what a lot of your clients are connecting with, you know, because and I think that's something that you can't teach. You can't learn it. It's just kind of what happens, you know, and I think that's an essential lesson as well with all this stuff is like you just it just kind of happens. It occurs. And this is just kind of part of um, who you are and what you're doing, you know, which is really cool. <clears throat> yeah, no, I agree. And that's actually where I'm sort of moving. I want to move my work more less about just here's a car, here's a background, you know, regardless of composition and cool lighting, I'm trying to move, <clears throat> you know, going forward into a much more lifestyle story driven, um, sort of attitude with my, my work. Um, it's slow cause in between I have to do all the, the normal commercial jobs, but yeah. on the side, that's where the, the Lamborghini stuff I'm doing is, is, um, uh, sort of a lot more, uh, storytelling. There's a couple pieces I haven't released yet that are coming up that, um, that should be pretty cool. There's never, um, never been a better time than now, um, especially with how the car movement's working. Um, when I was growing up, it was all magazines. Now you have like amazing websites and resources like Speed Hunters, which is just like phenomenal. I try to stay away from there as much as I can because I literally will just like get stuck to, and I won't move, and I'll just be like, Ugh, fucking cars and <laughs> fucking ah, and stories, ah, you know. And so, but um, you know, like, have you considered? collaborating or have you spoke with them or is that something of interest I, to you i haven't um i haven't really how dare you <laughs> no i'm just a monster um i haven't really i don't know i'm, I'm, I'm so choosy and and nerdy about what i do work for i'm not a big sort of uh, event photographer i don't i don't really get my passion isn't really in events or motorsports really again because it's such a shallow interest that i have in cars it's just the aesthetic um, you wouldn't, you wouldn't, you wouldn't go to like um, a Le Mans and and go shoot uh, an Audi supercar after the race and all the dirt. You, sir. Come on, um, you wouldn't do that, <laughs> you motherfucker. That's a, that's what it is, dude. You know, capturing that. Wouldn't you? you Absolutely. Wouldn't, no, yeah. I, I I hear that. Um, yeah, I've just I haven't had the interest yet. I don't know. I that's don't know. weird. Yeah, you weirdo. I yeah, I, I do things very backwards sometimes. Well, I, I guess that maybe that works then, you know. So <laughs> we'll be broke and dead in a couple of years. Who knows? But <laughs> I, I doubt that. You figured it out already. So, my um, <laughs> web. Why are you broken dead? <laughs> I told you, speed hunters, dude. <laughs> I know milk was a bad choice. <laughs> Damn you, Ash. Uh, Sorry, yeah, you were saying I, I'm, I'm, choosy. Yeah, very choosy. I don't know. Well, it's I, good I, I though. You, projects, but um, yeah. I mean, 
I don't know. I like just the, the stuff on the side I do for the most part is just private commissions, guys with you know who collect cars. They'll hire me to to fly out, and with that I get to experiment and push the boundaries and limits because I don't have an art director or anything to report to. So yeah, um, that's nice. That's where I sort of get to be you know wildly creative. Whether or not it, it succeeds or not, I have you know put out some some goofy stuff that uh, that's you know just me purely experimenting and. You know, the internet at large doesn't really take to it, and whereas I think it's pretty cool. So it's, it's you know, it's sort of hit and miss in, in that regard. But, um, but yeah, I'm just sort of, I don't know, I, I have, I'm pretty stubborn with, with what I um, want to produce and what I want to put out there. Um, that's good, though. I actually think that's actually good because you have a defined laser where you're going, you know? Yeah. Yeah, it's, um, I don't know, I, I, uh, yeah, it's <laughs> I don't know where I'm going with this, but yeah, you're right. It's it's um, I don't know. I just I just find I have ideas I want to pull off, and sometimes it takes a little while to get there. But uh, you know, once I have that shoot in mind and I'm, I'm going at it, it's going to be precisely how I envisioned it. You know, a year or two years ago. Yeah. Um, so I don't know. I think I'm only like allowing myself to produce the the, the sort of projects that I've got in my brain at this point. Sure. Um, I don't know. Again, I do things kind of goofy, so who knows? <laughs> well, I think it's like, you know, I, I think there's, you have a rhyme and reason. It's just you and what you want to do and what you're interested in. And that's good. Sure. You shouldn't, like, do anything that you're not interested in. That's how you really get burnt out and you get tired and you get exhausted and you start to hate what you're doing, you know, when you start to compromise that inner voice. So, yeah, absolutely. If that's, if you're, like, not into that, then who gives a shit then? Who don't, no, don't not, do it? I have, you know, I'm friends with pretty much all the guys in the industry, um, and I have a ton of friends that shoot for Stance Works and, and Speed Hunters, and, and they're killing it what they do. Um, so that's sort of like their, I don't know, it, it's not a great, uh, not a great, uh, well, I guess it is a great attitude to have, but at the same time, like, won't really get forward in life by not wanting to step on toes, but I think they, they have a, a good market with what they, they're shooting there. Um, yeah, I'll just keep doing my my uh, video game inspired ridiculous work and, and see if that <laughs> maybe I can start a blog myself who knows but um, well, where, yeah. do you, where do you see all this stuff going for yourself do you have kind of a destination of where you want to go or are you, are you okay with just being like hot and just the abstract ideas of things or I'm not you... sure um, I've never really put that much thought into it which maybe I should but, how uh... dare you you're like forest dumping <laughs> yourself through everything you, <laughs> you motherfucker <laughs> <laughs> people are listening to I'm like well how dare this guy <laughs> <laughs> yeah I've got like no new insight I'm like well no things happen I just, I just start running you know whatever <laughs> <laughs> yeah and I just then something happened and I just met all the right people you know <laughs> <laughs> um yeah I don't I don't know um I mean I think at some point it would be cool to to uh, start a production company like a proper legit you know with retouchers and so on and actually start pulling in cooler jobs and do like sort of multi-platform sort of uh, sort of projects. Um, at present, I you know I think one to two weeks at a time. I'm I'm pretty uh, pretty short-sighted when it comes to what I'm doing now. So um, so yeah, unfortunately, I don't have the tremendous uh, insight with where my future is going to be. But um, yeah, I mean, I think just. Uh, I mean, the sort of the style that I have and sort of what I'm going for, what I've always been inspired by is all motion, you know, video games, movies, stuff like that. It's all super dynamic, super, you know, uh, video based. Um, but it, it doesn't even translate into my own work. I, 
I cannot for the life of me find a passion for film. So it's it's um it's uh, it's one frame at a time, I guess. I'm I'm building these these pieces. Um but uh I don't know. It's it's uh so far it's just fun to see project by project where it's taking me. That's good. Um, yeah. There's, there's no right or wrong answer. I think you're you're being overly <clears throat> cautious of yourself and your responses. I don't care. <laughs> you answer you could be like poop and I'll be like, "All right, well that's his response to that question." So. <laughs> so I think the, the you know, it's someone's going to dedicate their time to listen to this. I want to give something good, listen to some juicy bits. Sure. And I'm tr- <clears throat> I'm trying to get there. Okay. I'm, 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 <laughs> you're putting my job, you're making it hard for me. Web. No, I'm just joking. No. Um, have you ever really gotten, um, thought about doing 3d stuff like mashing with 3d or any I of that kind of stuff? Have. That's, that's I mean, some crazy shit right now, especially too. Beyond all else, that's really the future. Um, you know, clients like Chrysler Corps, the hell is Chrysler Core? Chrysler Core. <laughs> Chrysler Core. <laughs> you know, I just rebranded them. Yeah. Done. <laughs> um, yeah, clients like that, they really want to see <clears throat> real worlds. So they're sort of avoiding using 3D, whereas, you know, Porsche or BMW, Mercedes, those bigger guys in Germany, they um, they rely pretty heavily on, on 3D. Um, whether it's. What do you, you know, think that is? What do you mean? Do you, why do you think that they they're into the 3D stuff more than like um, domestic? I mean, I, I have um, an idea, but what do you think? It's, I mean, I'd say it's it's probably just ease of use and and you know time versus money and so on. <clears throat> you can get better results um, with team people at a computer and you know pulling out exactly what you want. Um, I mean, yeah. it's, it's I think it's, it's a control thing. factor. That's what I think. I'm sorry, I think it's a control factor personally or that yeah. yeah i mean there there is photography in play for sure there's like conrad pipenberg and and uh, simon pushman they're doing some uh, some you know killer uh is that to do with the porsche thing the dude that did those crazy porsche shoots like way back when he did that crazy with like it's like mash with 3d and he had like the hasablad and he was like yes yes you you push the car yes yes, yes. <laughs> potentially <laughs> <maybe>. <laughs> yeah that's what i i don't know but uh yeah there was one dude that you were showing me like way back when and he had this crazy ass production team and like 3d artists and background oh, yeah, developers so. and stuff and i'm like well what the hell did he do like <laughs> i get lost and like and i'm like i know that must have costed like crazy amounts of cash and the results are the results are cool so why not you know but sure. yeah i guess like for for companies that are as big as an auto manufacturer which is so vast, so big, so huge on in so many people's hands. It's amazing it even gets done, honestly. <laughs> I don't even know how it gets done when they pass all the legal laws and stuff. Like, oh, you have to have this seat in here in the back for this kid. These blah, 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 and a seatbelt <laughs> and a 45 airbags. And then it still <laughs> has to be light and it has to get good miles per gallon. And it has to look good. It's like, fuck, man. Yeah. It's, it's really amazing. And I have so much respect for automotive designers um, because they they still manage to pull off a cool thing. And when I sit in a GT3 and it and it flies around a corner going 65, I'm like, this is perfect. They figured it out, you know? Yeah, and, and, and it's fucking killer that there's people out there who dedicate their lives to making me chemically imbalanced inside of a car. It's awesome. <laughs> you need to get a Rush ride blood. EAC mono, man. <laughs> oh, God. Uh, <laughs> did you get a ride in that thing? I did not. It was the, the, the steering position was 
you know, is made corresponding to the driver. It's so, so I couldn't. Uh, we couldn't drive it, but they wouldn't give you a ride. Uh, well, it's only the the one the one seat. I thought uh-huh. there's two things. Oh, that's right. Yeah, I was looking yeah. at a different car. Yeah, that's true. Then, fuck, that'd be so amazing. Yeah, I'm sure they wouldn't let you try that thing. Yeah. <laughs> You're all let me have a ride in this thing, dudes. <laughs> only one in the country. Don't mind me. I can eat. Yeah, the I'm just the photographer. <laughs> let me do some donuts. <laughs> I mean, Ken blocked the shit out of this thing. <laughs> have you ever reached out to Ken Block or any of those guys? And um, I haven't. I, I have a, you know, a buddy that shoots for him, though. So it's there's various guys with various positions. I don't want to, you know, trot on. They're friends of mine. Okay, so so let me get this straight then. So um, so there's like there's like um, if somebody you know, or I guess there's other photographers. So you're connected with within all the community. But if somebody's like taking a photo of Ken Block's like granddaughter or something, you're like. I'm not going to take a picture of his granddaughter because the guy already does it. It's sacrilege, sir. It's sacrilege. Okay, cool. So there's a there's a code of ethics. I, I didn't know that. That's different with the, um, the motion world. It's almost like with the motion world, it's like competitive. And um, Sure. I mean, well, you know what? I'm just a, a – maybe it's just me personally, but I don't I – don't, I don't, uh, you know, I want to start stuff with, with friends of mine. So it's, Sure, that's good. I mean, that's – um, I mean, I have my own clients and things are working out for me. And you know, you know, once we start bidding bigger jobs, I have an agent now. Once we start bidding bigger international jobs, you know, that goes out the window. But how's that go? Actually, people individually, it's uh, you know, I'd rather avoid the guys that I know are shooting for various clients. Yeah, how's that go with um, having a representative and agent and all that stuff? Has it complicated your life, or is it? Brought well, in still, uh, we're still in the process of uh, sort of getting my name out there, so it's it's still in the, the sort of baby stepping phases. But um, yeah, it's good. We've bid a c- couple jobs, um, lost them just due to scheduling so far. But um, but still, it's fun to to be in that uh, that arena and start talking with um, sort of uh, bigger international clients and uh, and you know sort of the the uh, I don't know everything everything becomes vastly more complicated and interesting and. and Sort of mesmerizing, and it's it's a whole new world that I'm just now getting into. So, um, yeah, we'll see in the next year or so what uh, what comes of that. But yeah, it's 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 super exciting. It's super. I'm, I'm pumped about it. <clears throat> yeah, it's good. I mean, it's a whole different arena for you, I'm sure. So yeah, completely. And like you know, with the stuff I do for for Chrysler, it's um, you know they <clears throat> they just trust me. They they you know make the car look good. We trust your eye, and I'll just go out and shoot like you know. You know, probably 200 compositions for them, and they'll choose their favorites, and I'll do that. Whereas, you know, bidding these proper big commercial jobs, um, or sorry, not commercial, but advertising jobs, um, it's like here's six pictures, five days, do it. You know, it's it's way way different. Yeah, um, it's a bit unfortunate how that system works. It's a bit, it's a bit weird, honestly. I think it's due to like lack of communication. You know. Because there's too many hands involved, for the the times and, and the experience I've had with that kind of arena, it just it just it's kind of fuck off, fucking crazy. <laughs> it's like yeah, prepare all this stuff and you have like a day, you know. It's like, why do I only have a day? How long have you guys been emailing about this? Like for <laughs> for five months we've been emailing, you know, and now you have a day. It's like. <laughs> Thanks, guys. Yeah. It's amazing. <laughs> I'm so happy I'm in this experience right now. <laughs> yeah. We've, uh, yeah. So I was going to, we should probably talk a little bit about, like, maybe some of the fun stuff that we were, I think we were supposed to do some fun shit. 
and then life got in the way of life. Getting- Life and a slow computer. Honestly, it came down to not having enough RAM, and I'm <laughs> no, dude. I had to buy a whole new. I had to double my RAM in order to tackle the next one. We're, we're talking about so basically, I'll just I'll just kind of spill the beans, I guess. Um, so I was able to see the uh, the tumblers from Christopher Nolan's Dark Knight trilogy, like the screen used Batmobiles. Um, at this uh, this little venue that came by through New Orleans, and and I guess they advertised it poorly or something because there was practically no one there. It was free to the public to come by and check out the screen used Batmobiles like from the ages. Um, and I was there for four hours with my camera, and like maybe eighty people came by. Like I don't know what happened with the, the promotion, but whatever. <clears throat> I had four hours with the tumblers, which the moment I saw the thing on screen and Batman Begins. I wanted to just, I don't know, murder entire neighborhoods to somehow, you know, find a way to own this thing. It was just tremendous. That would say dark, dark analogy. Um, <laughs> yeah, jeez, uh, man. To what depths do you go, sir? In order to... Sheesh. Yes. I will burn kittens to the ground. <laughs> um, yeah, so I, uh, I've i just been in love with the Tumblr. I thought it was just the, the most killer... Uh, vehicle design short of you know something from Tron it was just tremendous um, so to have a chance to be on location and shoot this thing was awesome so I shot um, over four hours I shot like 1200 plates of all the tumblers um, and uh, with the concept being to drop it into Gotham City and do some full-on um, sort of you know, hugely inspired by where I, what I am inspired by, you know, games and, and movies, and just do basically, um, like, full-on matte painting, like a dynamic frame, essentially, from one of the films, but, you know, shot my own way with, with various um, <clears throat> sort of uh, elemental, you know, snow and, and, and embers and sparks and all the, the usual stuff that I've uh, sort of been dabbling with recently, but, like, all in one frame. And make it just so killer and in-depth and dynamic and cool and, and uh, you know, just in your face. Um, and I have, I have all the plates ready, but my computer can't keep up with me because the files are freaking massive. So I need to get a new computer <laughs> and go forward the way I want to. Because um, that first file took, it was five days and about 75 hours on just the one file getting it where I wanted it. What, the back um, of it? The back shot? Sorry. The back yeah, shot? the back shot. That was almost eighty hours of post production on the one Jeez. shot. <laughs> How big like, are the I files? Where I was going with it, and I was still yeah. playing. With, now that I have a sort of a template, I can go fast with the next one. But, but um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, when, have, when you're messing around 10. at pixels, I mean, four hundred DPI, and you're max, if you're zooming in four hundred percent, and you're messing around. <laughs> yeah, I think it's. I find it always best to do make it small and crop and paint and build really quickly and then go use that as the muse and then try to build from there and the large sure. format. No, you're, you're the, you're the, the, the wunderkind man. You're the, you're the, the traditional artist gnarly concept guy that I can't even begin to emulate. So it's, it's a different, uh, different world for me. I, I slowly build it up pixel by pixel, but <laughs> <laughs> that would kill you, dude. Yeah. I don't know, but yeah. I, I, I like instant results. So. <laughs> yeah. Well, what the hell, man, we were supposed to do it. We were going, we were like, okay, we're going to do these cool ass Tumblr things. It'll be fun. And, and, uh, and then yeah, life got in the way. It would still be a fun goal to, you know, maybe we just have to like 
be more realistic and be like, okay, five images. Let's do five images. You know, I, yeah, I can release five. Yeah, for sure. I have I have them plated and ready to go. Just gotta just gotta get to. People keep asking me, even you know now. Every week I get emails. When's the Tumblr gonna come out? <laughs> I got a freaking. I have life and stuff in the way, man. Yeah. Um, it's because it's such an investment on such a you know a private, private personal job, but I do want to get it out the door. It's it's gonna be so killer when it's out because I have such big sort of vision for this thing. Well, I think um, it could open up a lot of doors for you with other yeah, things exactly. as well. That's it could open really... up the movie thing and the video game thing. It's because you'd project. Oh, he does the Tumblr too, so he doesn't just do like normal cars, you know. And so yeah. it would open up that whole like facet of people's imaginations, you know. Even like if you were to do like jets or something, or if you were if you were able to go and like get on on like location and shoot like a stealth bomber or something, that would like. Dude, that's been a dream to just shoot like an M1 Abrams and just drop uh, that, do some full on compositing and drop that someplace and do uh, some other lifestyle and just make it. You know, I don't know what the purpose would be. I don't know what I'd be promoting, but it just cool in your face, kick ass imagery. You know. I just caught your fucking uh, your Forrest Gump moment just now. You're like, it'd be cool, and it uh, and it's like, of course it'd be cool, and you know it'd bring something cool out of it. You know, and that's your gung ho attitude about like, let's just go out and shoot it or have some fun with this. You know, and I think that's yeah. the key. That's the essential thing, and even like. Like we're talking about, like you're you're an accomplished photographer at this point. You you're making a living off doing what you what you enjoy, and um, and you're still going out and shooting tumblers for free on your own free time just because you yeah. love it. You know, that's, exactly. Yeah, that's essential. I mean, it's, it, it's, I, I, it's it's a bit. I'm shooting myself in the foot by not tackling this thing full on and, and dealing with the the load times and so on. I do want to get that thing done, but let's but, just connect okay. on it again and yeah, maybe we can figure sure. out a better working platform or a faster way of doing it well, I, don't, I don't know if I can work around a famous celebrity like yourself but I'll, I'll try my hardest to show your face <laughs> famous celebrity like, all of like three people know me my <laughs> wife my daughter and my yeah, and my friend <laughs> yeah seven people yeah no but it would be I don't know I just uh, I, I love that thing too and I really enjoyed uh, Nolan's adaptation of the of one of my favorite superheroes you know so absolutely and I just uh yeah I was just I've, I don't know I'm just a big fan myself so it's like um these are important to have as well I do them just as much I'm just as guilty um and I think it's really important to have passion projects in your day to day if you don't have them um you can instantly fall into a crack of just doing what other people want you to do yeah. and it becomes monotonous and Honestly, you end up kind of resenting what you're doing if you're not doing it for all the reasons that you started doing it for, you know. And I think those are essential. At least for me, they are. Um, it's it's absolutely true. Um, and that's why that's why I continue shooting just uh, personal commissions on the side. Um, I've teamed up with a buddy of mine here in town who's a uh, high level detailer. He does like concourse level detailing for exotic cars and so on. Um, and so every other weekend, he's just been gathering up clients of his, and we're just going out. So we Killer. shot the, uh, the Matt Black Lamborghini Aventador and oh, uh, Ferrari 599 GTB, which are owned by one of his clients. <clears throat> um, we shot that just <clears throat> for some promotional work for his company and uh, put the images out, and they you know, exploded like wildfire. Those are taking off now. It's pretty cool. And then two weeks later, we shot a, uh, an Audi R8 V10 Spider. And a uh, a white Lamborghini LP640. They were both white. We shot in front of a white modern house. And yeah, I'm starting to put out, and it's allowing me to sort of push myself beyond you know the limits of what commercial would allow. Um, and it's it's handy. It just uh, 
to, to wake up after you know a big project and like okay tomorrow I get to drive an Audi R8 and I get to have a good time and shoot some cool cars and come back and you know push you know what's a what's acceptable in you know sort of my field and yeah it's um without that I just you know come off a big job be burnt out and go right into the next one it's uh it's uh it's no good for the the creative mind yeah I think a break in it even but it, like what we're talking about is you're still shooting photos of cars but you're doing it in a different fashion I guess you know so it's like it keeps it still like fun and playable and like you can go like well this is interesting I learned this on this shoot so I can apply it to this one you know yeah. and I think it's all about doing you know like you can sit there all day and think about shooting and all that stuff but until you actually go out there you're dealing with the rain it's cold as shit and but there's this perfect moment of twilight where the light's hitting it just right and everything's set up perfectly I think we had that when we were out there with the Chrysler thing um, yeah. there was a couple perfect moments for that car um, that the lighting and the mood and everything just 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 right um and um and it was and you captured it it was it was awesome it was cool to be there because it's like an all-day event you know um i don't know if people realize that, that are into production um just with this with the car it could be it could be a week long i'm sure or whatever but for us that day it was an all-day event you know early morning to the end of the day of constant work um and you get these like little brief moments of just brilliance, you know. You're just like, yeah. oh, that's that's the shot, or that's perfect, or this is the perfect setup for that thing, you know. And um, yeah. yeah, it was cool. There was a couple of those moments. It was really awesome uh, flying around that little helicopter, though. That was fucking awesome. I've never yeah, been in a helicopter that before. Day. That was so killer. <laughs> that was such a fun off. time. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that was such a fun time. And, and I and I always owe it to you. I always am super thankful for you having me along. And it was just such a killer. Um, I don't know. It's just crazy. It's just, uh, it's funny where I was, I remember sitting there going like, it's funny where you would never imagine you'd be, you know, like weeks before that, I'd be like, if I were to tell myself I'd be in a helicopter flying around like the, like the coast. PCH. Yeah. PCH <laughs> just like chasing a car. It's crazy. But that's, that's the cool thing about this stuff as well and being versatile and flexible and, and stuff. If you had good advice for, um, or just advice in general for some of the stuff that you've learned um, for like students or um, creative types in general with how you've achieved some of your like balance with success and stuff, what would be some of the key things that you would focus on? Um, God, just if you have a passion, just follow it. I mean, that's what I, I, I you know, I was majoring in graph design, realized it wasn't my passion. My passion, the more I started to do it, I was like, this is photography, I need to do this. Um, and I just kept at it. Um, so like the first, basically the first two or three years of right out of college, I moved back home, lived with my parents, and just worked almost for free. Like 80, 70% of the jobs I was doing was just pro bono, stuff for free, um, just to get content for my portfolio. And... Um, you know, I wasn't paying rent or anything, so it worked out fine. But uh, I was just following my passion with everything that I freaking had. And um, I knew that, you know, it, it, at some point there'd be this break. I'd, I'd finally have the right client or the right project or whatever it may be where, you know, sort of my, my future would open up. Um, and it took about four years, but I, I refused to back down. Maybe I was too stubborn. Well, thankfully it worked out. <laughs> yeah. But... Uh, I knew that um, at some point it would work, and I, I, re I refused to uh, to accept anything other than this dream job exists. I, I know I can keep continue doing this and actually make money, 
and uh, and thankfully it worked out. And um, you know that's happened to several friends of mine in the same industry. So it's it's um, really just follow your passion and find a way to to um, sort of. I don't know. Promote yourself to to people that have money. That's that's handy. But <laughs> yeah, no. I mean, that's that's essentially it. You know, like you're trying to capture the attention of somebody that would be willing to um, give you funds to support yourself. You know, well, I was gonna also say, and I don't didn't realize the details of that, but like, so you went to SCAD. Um, you went and you graduated, right? Yeah. With a graphic design degree. Yeah, I graduated with a uh, BFA in graphic design. And, and you were there for four 07. years? Yeah, from 03 to 07. Okay, and then after that, you were like, fuck this, and then you stayed at, with your folks for two years and worked for free? Um, yeah, I, so I moved back home in That's like your master program, you know? Like, if you think about it. <laughs> yeah. like, if you yeah. think about the real, the real core of, like, education, what it's supposed to be, it's not supposed to be this industry kind of, like, paper thing. The funny thing about this with my career, too, is nobody's ever asked me, like, a, an employer has never, ever asked me, hey, uh, let me see your, uh, your degree. <laughs> you know? Yeah. They don't, give, they don't give a shit. They just, like, have yeah. to work. And that's that's a benefit of what we do. But what I was gonna say is, uh, you kind of you realize that you know you love you love design, you love graphic design. I'm sure enough to be there and do it and stuff. But then you realize that you you didn't love it enough to just to deal with like the monotony and stuff of it. And then you took a risk. And thankfully, you have supportive parents that were okay with that. Yeah. And it allowed you to 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 go and adventure and spend two years, which is you know a lot of days, a lot of work to get yourself set up for doing something like this which is really key and it's essential yeah. you know and and uh you know it's just like a lot of things you're able to kind of hone in on and, and uh fortunate that you had ambition and drive and then also that you had parents and people around you that love you and support you to to allow that but that's something that i think that's really essential that i don't want people to miss as as, as well is that you did school you decided that that wasn't it so you went and did like your master's program in a sense and did things for free basically to build yourself up to get where you want and 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 if if you had to look back at all the perspective are you exactly where you want to be right now yeah pretty much um would you have thought that in college that you'd be doing this and be making a living off of it god no no No. it's uh i don't know where i'd be honestly if i stuck with graphic design i mean i i I hope i'd be somewhere cool and, and doing something fun i'd have a normal nine to five and you know friends and (laughs) (laughs) oh shit uh, (laughs) you said it (laughs) um no it's uh i don't know it's well one thing i do want to say is um if you do follow your passion and things aren't going so great you know with with lining the paying jobs um when your friends and family start asking you what uh what do you want to do with your life and you say shoot cars and like no what do you really want to do when you say shoot cars like mm, when they give you that attitude just power through because at some point <laughs> you'll get it <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah well i yeah. think it's also like um what's interesting about the world now in the commerce of world now is like you have things like kickstarter and all these different global um sharing of wealth in a sense then you also have we have the world is fucking overpopulated so what that that make what that means is that there's obviously more people, more consumption, more people that have money or people that are able to support one another, I suppose, you know, and you can have more of a, an adventurous uh, outlook on what you want to do. So if you're like, I want to make, like, if you consider like really what it is that Walt Disney did, it is kind of crazy, 
you know, if you think about it. It's common knowledge to us. It's common because we're used to it. It's our world. And it's like, yeah, of course, Walt Disney, Mickey Mouse, all that stuff. But if you really sit back and think, um, well, I mean, there was stuff obviously before him. But if you think about um, what that is, he's like, I want to move like drawings around and create characters and I want to tell stories. Uh, Yeah, that sounds crazy. (laughs) It really does. And I think that with all these things, it does kind of sound crazy. And I think sometimes the crazier, the better, if you have a good destination and an idea of where that leads you to, you know? Absolutely. Um, and I think that's, that's really, there's a goal and there's a, there's something special there that there's a childlike innocence with that kind of stuff. That's important to never lose. You know? Um, I think that when you do lose that, that's really when you're, when you really need to stop and take a breath and reconnect with yourself, you know? And I've had that at various times in my career. Um, but I, but I think that that's an essential thing and I, you're hitting it perfectly when, you know, family, friends and everybody around you starting to doubt what you're doing. It could possibly be that you're onto something amazing. You know, it could possibly be that you're actually, you're, you have the vision, you know? So, you know, I like, I like, I love watching stuff about like guys like Steve Jobs and, and, and like one of my favorite movies, I think we've talked about it is the Pixar movie. Um, because I love seeing like how much it takes to make something great, you know? Yeah. And it reminds me that when I'm stuck and I'm pissed and I'm a- angry and I'm lost in a sense, and it reminds me that it's okay, it's all going to work out. You just have to keep going, you know? For sure. And then, then it works out, you know? So I don't know. It's just something cool and something that um, I'm picking up from what you're saying, you know? And I agree with 110%, you know? And I think it's just a matter of passions. And I think one other thing I was going to say that's really key to your success is try not to count ever on on um, the acceptance of others. Always try not to. You know, yeah. Um, you gotta be able to break away from that kind of shit as much as you can. Um, I've obviously when you're when you're tasked with the goal of of doing something for a client and it's clear as day what you need to do, then of course you have to. But I'm saying like the emotional like, mom, don't you like my photo of this car? It's like, I don't like cars. I don't want to do a car photography. It's like, that's not supposed to be what it's about, I think, you know. So that's just my personal take on it. But um, no, it's it's true. I mean, I I'm I'm sort of I don't know. Um, I'm putting out what I want to see and whether it, you know, if, if everybody else thinks it's great then cool it's you know get some more ego boost from that nonsense but but yeah it's it's um i'm just putting out as much killer imagery as i can as i can concoct out of my brain and just you know create wherever i go i don't know it's um it's uh i almost do things backwards compared to like what commercial advertising guys do they're they're out to promote things and out to sort of make a product and make it sell i'm just out to make pretty pictures of cars so it's it's <laughs> yeah, a bit there's more to it down more to like it. what my goals are but but it works and and people people enjoy that and you know once you associate a brand you can really get some cool imagery out of it but but um i i i don't know i've always had just the sort of shallow kind of vision of just making things look awesome regardless of you know what it's for or what it's doing um so I mean, that's sort of, I mean, my my short-term goal is just continue doing that, but just more of it, more awesome, more epic. Um, hopefully not tip the tail, tip the, the scales to uh, sort of unbelievable, sort of, you know, too rendered or whatever. But um, 
yeah, it's it's just a it's just a wacky sort of adventure that I'm thankful enough to to have this chance to you know be able to to do this for a living. It's so you know once I sort of take myself out of it and like I've just been driving around in a Lamborghini all day and I'm getting paid. What is going on right now? Yeah, yeah. It's um yeah, it's it's fun. It's fun to just to go out there and just create something cool and and you know once you spend like weeks and weeks making it perfect well once i spend weeks and weeks making it perfect whereas you spend like 42 seconds but um shut up it takes time dude it takes it, time it takes like three minutes dude uh-huh. yeah right <laughs> dick <laughs> um, yeah no it's it's fun to just put it out there and uh sort of let the world you know go explode over over this sort of vision that i had you know on a random dream a couple weeks ago or whatever it's cool to to uh to put that on paper and and uh and let people sort of react to this this sort of kooky vision that's another thing that's um, another thing i wanted to touch on too is um your like i mean we all have this i think especially in the digital age and and um the the feedback the feedback loop the feedback response kind of thing where it kind of becomes addicting to be like oh i got so many likes you know like so many likes uh, yeah and 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 uh, me, I just try to stay away from it as much as possible. I, I am trying to promote myself, but the idea of promotion for me has just always been um, for the sheer idea of getting cool ideas out of my head and getting it to other people so they can do something with it maybe or whatever, you know, and more, sure. of, an, more of an innocent, I guess, uh, approach, kind of like what you're talking about. It's like, I just want to do cool stuff, you know, like I'm not trying to do these other things and whatever but um so the feedback loop because i've noticed um that you are really active with like social feeds and, and facebook and stuff like that i think you probably pulled back a bit now i remember a ways back you were super active on it um but like what was your your experience with that like in all and and just kind of um like what what were you doing with it and like what are some of like like the key things that you felt like were you were you like because I get it like that too like that's kind of one of the reasons why I start the podcast and do the podcast too is because I'm just at home alone <laughs> like well I mean I have I have my wife and daughter come home after their day and stuff and so I have that response um, but it, it helps me break up the silence of my mind I guess to talk with somebody. And sometimes I've noticed that with the social um, aspect of Facebook and Twitter and all that stuff is uh, people sometimes like are on there actively a lot, you know. And how has that been for you? Is it are you still super active on there? And like, I, well, yeah, I'm I'm not like 24 seven. I'm not like I don't. I have Twitter, but I don't use it. It's just I'm. I feel like I usually don't have anything to say. I have things to show, so I just yeah. stick to Facebook and Instagram. Things that are visual. Um, but uh, yeah, um, I I keep it up to date. I keep people informed of what I'm doing and, and drop some cool sort of like behind the scenes stuff and and uh, share you know new work as it comes off the press and so on. Um, but I'm not you know tweeting every single second of every single day. That's I, I like to have a fan base and you know sort of cultivate it. But I don't need to hashtag every freaking thing I say and get the word <laughs> out there. And that's that's not uh, that's not me so much. Um, I just I just tipped uh, like twenty thousand fans on Facebook, which is pretty killer. It to, to, you know some of those are probably bots and spam and whatever else, but <laughs> for the most part, it's it's cool to think like you know twenty thousand people out there are aware of my work in some capacity, which is pretty cool. Yeah. Um, considering that you know I freelance and I 
started from a graph design degree and just a, a goofy hobby sort of side passion. So, what do you think um, these people are like um, in general? Like the is are you think a big part of them are possible students or aspiring photographers or car lovers? Like, what would be the <laughs> ratio from the experience that you've had so far? Um, I'd say I'd say most are car lovers. Yeah, there's you know there's a, a good handful of of folks that uh, appreciate you know great photography. Um, that's why you'll see like spotters, quote unquote, like car spotters, guys that go out and just see a car on, a sh- on the street and take a photo and post it online. There's no art behind it. It's just a picture of a car. That's why those pages <laughs> have like a million plus followers because it's just pictures of cars and that's what people want to see. Yeah. Um, whereas the photographers, the artists who are you know making it to a craft, they might typically have less fans because it's it's more of a a sort of um, slower uh, motive yeah it's it's i don't really know what it is exactly and it's it's not like you know oh woe is me but it's it's an interesting uh interesting view on on sort of the uh the social aspect of of you know i don't know where i'm going with this but um yeah i i i'd say most people are fans of cars um following that it's fans of car photography and uh the rest are probably Slave drone bots. I don't know. <laughs> I guess yeah. like twenty. Like it's like nineteen thousand Skynet computers basically is following me. <laughs> yeah, probably, and same for everybody else too. It's always <laughs> been a funny thing of mine. I always thought that um, that there's a fabrication. They like, oh, let's just put like, we'll have an algorithm of like consistent followings, and we'll be like, it'll just be like random bots <laughs> assimilation <laughs> of all these images it's it's people now but obviously i was just thinking of the future you know like and what that means and stuff because it, it can get really instantly unhealthy you know oh for sure especially for when sure. you're counting on like the reliance of people like acceptance of your shit and then it's like yeah. who gives a shit you know so, yeah, it's, it's honestly it's it's all nonsense in the end it's it's i mean it's cool for me it's it the biggest is to just interact with my fans sure um, or just and people just, that you, that are on the same wavelength of, of sure, sure. People that, that appreciate my work, and it's cool to you know they leave a comment or a question, and I can respond, and they appreciate that, and I love that because I, you know, get to, you know, they can even inspire me to do even more than I didn't think of. So it, it's cool to have that interaction. The the number count is yeah, again, it's completely irrelevant, but it's cool to just rough out. You know, it is nice to have that uh, sort of that little following. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's it's not something that I rely on heavily. It's it's not uh, I'm not gonna get out of bed. God, I only have nineteen thousand fans. Why even bother? This is the worst. You know, <laughs> <laughs> it's uh, it's it's nothing. But um, it's just uh, yeah, it's cool to have a little a little little fan base to to report to whenever something new to you know put out there and uh, get feedback on or whatever. I don't sure. know. It's it's a bit. Yeah, it's a bit goofy. <laughs> yeah, but it's fun, you know. I, yeah, I think as sure. long as it's innocent and it's and it's like that, and then I think it's harmless, you know. So, and I think it works. And and uh, as long as like you know, I just think psychologically, it's as long as you're as you're aware of it, I guess, you know. So, but yeah, no uh, man, likes are my life. You don't even know. <laughs> I must have one billion <laughs> likes. <laughs> um. We're probably going to wrap it up here soon. Is there anything that you wanted to make sure that you, we touched on or talked about or spoke about or anything in particular? Don't Forrest Gump me again. Don't Forrest Gump. Well, laugh really is like a... Um, 
like I don't know. I don't know. Um, we can talk about our design chairs because you turned me on to it, and it's pretty awesome. The what chair, do you have now? I have that uh, Herman Miller uh, Aeron chair, the crazy one. Well done, well done. I have the uh, the Embody myself. The Embody, that's it. Sorry, yeah. I have the Embody, the one with the crazy back with the spine yeah, thing. Yeah, spine. Yeah. yeah, I started with the uh, the uh, the human scale freedom chair, which was great for like two or three years, and then there wasn't enough cushion in the back, and or sorry, the the seat. And this one's killer. It's so adjustable, and yeah. it has that uh, that back knee support where you can adjust the depth of the seat, which is so stellar. Yeah, um, yeah, it's it's rad. I I love this thing. They make a good product. You know, I see a chiropractor because of jujitsu, and like I get fucked up a lot, and um, I have back issues from like a snowboarding accident. But um, he says that I should never be sitting. <laughs> well, that's good. Yeah, and was, and I was like, well, that's not possible because that's what we do for a living. We basically sit on our asses all day and put our heads into a screen. But uh, he was saying that um, there's like that whole thing with standing desks and stuff. And I was looking into getting one of those desks that um, you can trigger. and Because and, I don't like standing a long time either. It hurts just as much um, for yeah. me. And, but he, there, you ever see those tables or those workspaces that um, are on like an automatic... Little pneumatic? Yeah, it's pretty sick. Uh, the little switch and eh, moves up and then moves down. But at Pixar, I hear that they have like... Those kind of setups, each artist, um, I, I, I'm, I'm here, that's what I've heard, but they get their own custom, like, desks set up, like, the yeah. right chair ergonomically set up for them with the table and everything. It's really just smart, actually, so if you think about it. But you're the one guy that I remember, I was like, dude, what's up with your chair? What are you doing? And you're you're, you're just raving about the Herman Miller, and I was like, <laughs> and now I eventually got it. It's ridiculously expensive. Um, yeah, but it's so worth it. I it mean, is when you're sitting you know, in where something. Where you spend your time, it's embedded in your chair. If you're you know sitting in the computer, invest in good shit to you know <laughs> to keep you supported, and and your back and legs will thank you later on. Yeah. Do you it's have like, back problems from all the sitting? No, no. I mean, thank goodness I don't. But um, lucky. It sucks. <laughs> I hate well, it. I don't do I don't do freaking taekwondo or whatever. It's, <laughs> it's not taekwondo. What the hell? <laughs> dare you insult what I do? <laughs> no, but um, yeah, I don't know. I think that's that's important too for us to talk about. Is like you know the investing in your workspace if you can, um, yeah. because it is it, you know like it is essential to have something that is supportive in a sense you know and proper posture and all that kind of stuff these are things that i never thought you know but like i'm 30 years old now and i'm like Ugh, like i'm yeah, feeling no, it's, it you it's know? so massively critical and i'm just such a big design nerd in the first i beyond beyond graph design i was also thinking of majoring in uh interior design and and uh with a minor in uh furniture design mm -hmm. so that was a route i almost took too so that could have been way different but um well your workspace I'm, is really cool yeah, no, my I have a, a huge passion for interior and uh, sort of decor, home decor stuff. So, and like my last, my last apartment actually got featured on uh, Design Sponge, which is pretty killer, pretty uh, pretty cool feedback from that. But, but yeah, it's um, it's uh, you know, you know just as well as I do, you got to feel comfortable in your own space if you freelance and work from home. There's no point in, you know, at least for me, I got to feel super comfy if I live in some scuzzy little shoebox with like you know a little window ac unit and like gross carpeting I, i'd never get anything done because i i just feel uncomfortable in my own space so yeah I've gotta i've gotta surround myself with just stellar great design and that gets me pumped and i mean even my own personal my home i don't have any photos anywhere you know I, i'm a car guy i'm a big car lover i would have you know if this is a dorm room but i have just posters of cars everywhere 
I don't have a single photo in my place. Instead, I have I'm a, I collect um, illustrations and, and artwork. And so I have huge. I have about forty or so um, beautifully framed illustrations by um, this artist uh, Graham Francois out in, in Austin, Texas, who does these really cool um, sort of goofy caricatures and and and. Uh, I don't know. Not, that's not the appropriate. He, look him up. He's awesome. He does some incredible work. Yeah, but that, in the that's um, that's his work inspires me weirdly uh, a good bit more than more than anything else. It's um, it's good. Yeah, it's 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 a totally different field, a totally different genre. But just having you know a whole wall right beside my desk of this totally different aspect of uh, of creativity really sort of stirs something in my brain while I'm also inspired by explosions and flames and Michael Bay and shit like that. <laughs> so it's, um, it's, it's just a strange juxtaposition of, of kooky um, sort of just general creativity. And just once you get that sort of stuff wrapped around your brain, you, it sort of, can, you know, sort of synapse starts firing in different directions. You Conducive. wouldn't expect. Yeah, to yeah, making things sure. work. You ever read the book um, Steal Like an Artist? You ever read that? I did not. It's interesting. You should check it out because I think you're um, just kind of force gumping your way around this stuff, but <laughs> you're unaware of it. But I think you're nailing exactly what this book was talking about. It's interesting because it says like, it's it says that obviously, as you probably know as well as me, nothing's really original. It's all kind of derivatives and 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 and, and spinoffs of them, something from the past. Um, and it's not like that's a bad thing, but the the best artists of our time or the ones that are, are noticed the most, it seems, are ones that were able to gather um, information um, from other things, random things, um, and bring them together and resell them in a different way, you know? And uh, that's kind of what the book's about. It talks like, you know, like David Bowie and all these different dudes. And it's pretty cool. It's a it's a quick read. I read it in like a night. It was it was a quick one. And um, but it was it was it was cool because it kind of reemphasizes that thing like when I work on something like I'm pulling um, use from so many different things and when I pull something f too much from one thing it's evident and I go ah oh, shit it ages yeah. fast it ages faster because I'm like oh like you know I was doing I was looking at that too closely you know and I yeah. have better that's perspective sure. you know but I think that's that's essential if you're looking at um, Francois's work, I guess that you think he said you said his name is um, yeah yeah Grand Francois. I mean yeah I have I'm a car photographer and I have stacks of books all about you know Frank Lloyd Wright and the nature photographer sculptor Andy Goldsworthy and all yeah. kinds of you know logo design stuff and just crazy stuff not immediately associated or like the um, the uh, the art of video game books like Tomb Raider and Mass Effect and you know The Last of Us stuff like that that just just sort of everything sort of when you deal with creativity and sort of what comes from where deep in the brain and so on it's it's um it's all just left brain type books that uh that uh can spur off something randomly or just i have a, a huge stack of interior design just like you know cool uh ways to design your place and i'll see a pattern and be like oh shit that could be a cool background for a wall or something you know it's it's um yeah, I mean, you never know where the next inspiration is going to come from. So it's, uh, I surround myself with just a ton of media in all forms and just somehow hope to get inspiration <laughs> when I'm lacking it most. Yeah, definitely. It'll, it, it comes easily. And I think that's a essential lesson too from, to learn from you as well is just like pull your inspiration from various areas and combine them with your passion. Cause that's the, that's what makes things really interesting, you know? So that's at least what I'm trying to do. So 
I'm yeah. tr- you know, try to be at least cautious of it. So. Well, you're failing pretty badly. You need some help. Dude, I suck, man. It's, it's the worst. It's the worst. It is the worst, you know. It's like... <laughs> <laughs> no, but um, damn. Well, um, is there anything else that you want to talk about? Um, I feel like we didn't answer all the questions. I feel like I just wandered like a little <laughs> butterfly this entire time. So I feel like everyone's <laughs> like, dude, nothing was answered. I want to know these answers. I don't know. Well, um, let's, let's, let's do another 10 minutes and let's talk a little bit maybe about your the business side of things. I think people are interested in that or we can talk about something else. I think we talked about the ethereal like art experience and, and passions and stuff like that. I think there's something definitely to gain and learn from the idea and aspect of what it is to be a business professional. So maybe if there's something that you can kind of lend your mind to or you're lending your words to for anybody that's, you know, business wise, you know, so, or do you feel like you, you don't I mean, have that? I'm, I'm still learning myself. I'm that's good. Uh, so what is I'm it only, then? I, I'm only 29, been doing this basically since 08 or 07. So professionally, old, dude. Professionally through, you know, for, for Dodge since 2010. So I've only got just a few years um, into this, and uh, I'm still learning the ropes myself. So I can't really enlighten too many people on the business end of things, unfortunately. That's why actually one big reason why I teamed up with an agent, because I'm I'm so creative-driven and not even remotely business-minded at all. So um, to, to just have someone look out for me and, and make sure things are going smoothly, it would be amazing because I, I'm just, I'm so just like, I just want to make pretty stuff. I don't give a shit. You know, I'll, I'll, I'll be homeless in a couple of years just so long as I'm making pretty chalk artworks, you know, just, it's, um, yeah, it's, it, it's, uh, I'm not, uh, certainly use some, some, some work on that end myself. So I can't really elaborate too much cause I can't really, you know, like, well, I guess like, um, how do you approach like bidding, I guess, or anything like that because you were doing it by yourself before, right? Um, well, it wasn't I was just at uh, Dodge, pretty much just a big repeat client before for the past uh, three years, three or four years. So would they sell it? Would they say, okay, we need this car, blah blah blah, and here's the amount we can give you, and you're like, okay. Well, or- I'd, uh, they'd say like, um, you know, we have a shoot coming up. Uh, I'd write up an estimate of what you know based on what they want per the days they need it for, and you know, locations and everything else. I take everything into account and build an estimate for them. Like your assistant and, and camera yeah, stuff. Uh, your assistant, so, you equipment. Know, for, uh, location scout. Um, Flight travel. travel. Yeah, rental car, renting equipment, gas, you know, paying for security. Does it take you stuff. a lot of time to, to set those things up? Well, uh, yeah. Before I was using producers, it would take forever, and it'd be so out of my depth, and I'd hope I'd be doing things right, but... But just having the budget um, to uh, to hire you know a team, hire a production team, hugely you know expedites things and allows me to refocus. You know they're hiring me for my vision and it allows me to focus my my time you know extensively just on the creative bits. You know um, locations and tech scouting locations ahead of time and figuring out where the sun's going to be and where the shadows are going to fall and, and lighting post production. That's that's what they're paying me for and that's what I'm. Know, bring to the table, and that's where my my background and passion is. So, um, allowing a executive producer or a line producer to come in and set up all the logistics and, and start um, you know smoothing out the, all the details I wouldn't have even thought of. That um, that definitely has massively helped in the past two years. Um, the first time I started using producer was uh, did a ten day photo shoot for Fiat. Um, it was San Diego, San Francisco over 10 days shooting four cars. 
Um, and it was a massive, massive project. Yeah. And uh, doing that myself, it just would have, I wouldn't have gotten the photography done. There was so much work to be done. So Yeah. A good producer is um, yeah. so amazing. It's, once you work with one, it's it's like how in the hell have I gotten by this whole time? This is yeah. astonishing. They and they end up wiping your butt, and you're like, okay, I'm good yeah. at this. This is what I this need. Is perfect. Yeah. This is <laughs> whole life. Where have you been? Yeah. <laughs> Can you get my groceries? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So that's good then. But you managed to figure it out and make it happen um, even yeah, back I mean, then. So I'm sort of baby stepping, but it's it's working out. I'm I'm comfortable with where I am now. It's um. I think uh, you know some more jobs along the way, um, as opposed to you know four or five big jobs. I think like ten big jobs a year would be killer. Mm. But uh, you know, where I'm not even remotely complaining where I am now. You know, I'm successful and I freelance and I've somehow done this from scratch. And it's I have a weird like little Facebook following. And it's 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 whole it's the whole thing. The whole notion of just where I am now is such a bizarre concept because you know I just you know I basically dropped my. Um, my, my focus and my major in, in college and I felt really guilty about that but I knew I had to follow my passion and here I am today and it's it's you know it was by no means a cakewalk it's I, I pretty much burned through my entire 20s just following my, my dreams and my passion and let my social life you know fall to the side but I knew that there was greater things out there that would make me happier so um, I might be you know in the minority in that regard but um, yeah it's it's um, it's thankfully been pretty cool and, and there's still a lot more to it and I'm I'm nowhere near where I want to be either with with sort of the imagery I'm putting out even though it's it's cool it's you know it's eye catching I still can be I know many times better so it's I've got years ahead of me learning to sort of um, produce even better more you know eye catching work so I'm excited um, I don't know I think what's the, in the future but it's, yeah. it's going to be cool for sure I think that um, a lot of these dudes that we look up to are just like admire and stuff of this stuff is usually they start to hit their really big peak around 30 and then they mash all the way through 40. So you have like a, a decade of just like pure potential awesome work, you know? Yeah. And, uh, so that's literally like, if you look at the scheme of things, if we look at that perspective, we're just getting started, which is For awesome, sure. which is fucking cool and really exciting yeah. and really hope that we have good health and we're able to continue doing what we love, you know, so. Absolutely. And then I'll just get cryogenically frozen and then I'll outlive you. I'll back, man. <laughs> just you wait. I'll throw a poop in your cryogenic chamber. Yeah, you. <laughs> <laughs> You'll wake up. I'm, I'm new. This has been in here the whole time. What God. the fuck? Oh, <laughs> 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 uh, man. Uh, shit like that, when I say stupid stuff like that, it reminds me of, like, have you seen the Star, um, the South Park thing where they air in six days, I think, or something like that? It's like the documentary and how they make the episodes of, of South Park. No. Oh, wait, maybe I have. It's fucking nuts. Yeah, that. it's really funny and stupid and, <laughs> and ridiculous. It, but they're solid at what they do. And it's, it's uh, yeah, they found their own niche as well, you know? Like, they're like, yeah, I want to, like, be a grown-up and eat McDonald's and, like, sit around in a room with friends and talk shit about, like, the politics and the world <laughs> of celebrities and make a cartoon out of paper, movie paper, and we're going to just talk shit about all current events and it's going to be funny. Yeah, and imagine trying to sell that to somebody and be like, "Yeah, that's not gonna work," or that—that's <laughs> not a multi-billion-dollar industry. <laughs> and then look at South Park; it's fucking huge, you know. And and yeah. it just comes from people like saying, "Like, fuck, I'm not gonna do this," you know, or "I want to do my own thing," you know. And 
as dangerous and scary as it is to follow your own passions, it's just as rewarding, I think, you know. Oh, it's hugely and that you actually just inspired a new thought. It's um it's my sort of secret goal with all of this. I mean, I I uh basically is to buy an exotic car. Being a car guy that I am, that's my my passion. My goal is to buy an exotic car funded entirely through car photography. That's been my one goal for this full time. What car and is that's, it? That's sort of been pushing me along more than anything, which is which is R8? so freaking shallow. But it's it's such you know it's, it's me. It works for what I need. Yeah, it, it used to be a um, Lotus. The, the goal, well, you, yeah, <laughs> goodness, you know me too well. <laughs> the uh, the goal was a Lotus Exige for a while, <clears throat> and then I drove a Maserati Gran Turismo, and that was that for a while. <laughs> and then the uh, the second gen uh, Lamborghini Gallardo. Um, but now that I've got my hand on a uh, an Audi R8 V10, that's just an astonishing. That's like a daily driver, beautiful, perfect, amazing, fast as hell, awesome car. And so I've just been re-inspired. So that's pretty, and like you you can buy one used for like eighty grand, which is not a lot considering. So my goal is uh, basically by thirty five to own my first exotic, funded entirely by photography funds. So um, sick! That's awesome. Man. So that's that's sort of my my sort of drive beyond um, sort of behind my uh, my passion not my passion my passion is always there but behind my motivation the, the um, monetary or the money part yeah 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 I mean I have you know many friends that, that have found a wife and starting a family and buying houses and you know I'm like you know what I want to rent my house I don't care where it is and I want to own an Audi R8 and then I'll be happy <laughs> here until I get bored of that and I'll find something else but like that's that's my priority right now. It's probably backwards. I'll probably regret it later on, but for now, <laughs> it's it's so you know that's that's my my dream and and it's gonna happen. So um, sounds like it. Yeah, yeah. So it, it's, it's good to know that it is a shallow kind of silly thing. Oh, it's you know? completely. But I it's mean, good though. It's good to know that. I, you know. No, when I, when I discuss with people, they're like, "Are you sure that's your dream? <laughs> that's your dream, really?" So, I'm <laughs> but it's aware good though. Be, that I, sounds, but it's. Um, I, I think it's cool because I understand the sickness. I have the illness just yeah. as much, so, and it, it is a sickness to to want oh, something totally like is, that. Yeah. But at the same time, as as long as you're aware of it and the silliness of it, then it's like it's harmless almost in a sense, you know, because you are aware that it is just like this little object that once you obtain it, you're like. Okay, what's next? You know, yeah, so, precisely. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's why. So, like, should I actually hold off? But yeah, it's you know, it's. I think we only live once, and if you have the the sort of, the drive and the the sort of passion to go get that, then, you know, we've all got different priorities. That's mine, weirdly. So I and being the car guy that I am, that's just you know, I'll be in heaven once I have something cool like that. I've got a uh, Dodge Durango right now, the new um, a twenty eleven Dodge Durango RT that I've hugely customized and really stands out. And um, I'll probably keep that forever as the, the work truck and have a little fun little sidecar. So that's, yeah, I'm, I'm all, my life is entirely just design and cars. And that's, that's what I do. <laughs> Fucking Forrest Gump. And Forrest Gump. <laughs> no, you are Forrest Gump. <laughs> Explain this to me. I'm failing to get this. <laughs> no, because, you know, like in the movie, he's just like, he's like, just falls into shit. Like, like, but like. <laughs> It's like mostly good. Like he'll wipe his face after the marathon, and it's like a smiley face. And the guy's like, "I'll make smiley face T-shirts and shit out of it." You know what I mean? Like, sure. It, but it's just like I'm. He just wants to keep going. You know, like it's, it's, it's <laughs> the same thing. You're just wanting to keep going, so it's funny. <laughs> I guess so. It, it's funny, <laughs> at least for me. I bet I. Yeah, I'm the one. That, I'm the, my I have a problem with articulating things, so I, hopefully it's not insulting at all. I think it's funny. So. But yeah. 
I'm a younger Tom Hanks. Yeah, I'll take it. Sure. Dude, take it, dude. Because <laughs> Tom Hanks rules, dude. You and Wilson on islands, fucking romantic. It's awesome. Cool. <laughs> awesome, man. Well, dude, thank you um, for coming on, and um, yeah, I appreciate your time. And I'm sure um, the admirers of your work are gonna hopefully enjoy getting a little bit of insight onto your career and how you got started and hopefully a little bit inspired to get off their ass if they are on their ass and go do something or if they're working at a job that they're not super pumped on save up your cash so you have like at least three months income and go follow your passion you know absolutely or make it happen or if you're a student like you know like web did and you have supportive family like go ask them to stay there rent free for years <laughs> and go <laughs> yeah. and hopefully they don't kill you and hopefully it works out you know so <laughs> you're a lucky guy <laughs> yeah it worked, out. It worked yeah. out awesome well keep having a blast doing what you're doing man and uh we'll keep in touch and hopefully uh we'll do the tumblr thing eventually someday yeah I- <laughs> Uh, I'll wrap up some jobs. I should be free relatively like June-ish or so. We can maybe stomp on that then. Yeah, me too. Me too. So that should be good. Cool. Right awesome. on. Awesome, buddy. Well, have a great day, man. And uh, yeah. thanks again for your time. Absolutely. Thank you. This has been awesome. Killer. Awesome, buddy. Have a good one. All right, you too. Thanks. Peace. Peace.